jinkies. Oh, what's that gross book made out of skin? It's not a book. It's a tome made out of skin. Ew. What's it say? Behold the collected apocrypha of Stacy Ponder, the writer for Final Girl. And Anthony Hudson, the programmer for Queer Horror. And together they are... Oh my god! Don't read it out loud! Don't read it out loud! of Darkness! Back again for one last uh, Animals Run Amok month movie! This is the last time we're being mauled by, um, well, it's tiny creatures, really. With the exception of one giant octopus. We don't speak of the giant octopus. Tentacles was such a letdown <laughs> this month. Boy, oh boy. But did, I, Jason kept being like, you know, I just, I, I still didn't get to watch it. Because, you know, I watched it elsewhere. I was I was away. And so um, he didn't get to witness the, the glory that was Tentacles. And so he kept saying, well, I guess I, I guess I lucked out by not having seen it. But I still don't know what y'all were talking about. And all I did to placate him was just bring up every image I could find in Google image search of Shelley Winter's sombrero. And I said, there, now you've seen the movie. There's nothing else to <laughs> write home about. Yeah, well, that's what we get for going theatrical. You know what I mean? <sighs> Made for TV. What we have learned, what I have learned from this month, and I already knew this, but this is confirmed in my heart of hearts, that Made for TV is the ultimate art form. It's just, it's just equally wonderful and sometimes bad, but in a spectacular, vulnerable way that makes me feel more human, you know? And it's full of babes! I like that you've been on an emotional journey with this. That's nice. I have been. I have been. I think it's, I think it's because, you know, Uranus is in, like, Neptune or something. I see or Pisces something something happened astrologically that was the same thing that happened like last time it happened the pandemic started and apparently it just happened again and it's supposed to be like a big thing for several years so I assume that it isn't not you know nothing to do with age of Aquarius and it all has to do with me and my journey through made for tv right Mm -hmm. I don't care what happens astrologically so long as I end up at the Mamamoo concert on June 4th. That's all oh. I care about. You're training for it. I, I am. Every right. day she she runs up and down those steps, drinking drink eggs. Yes, I drink like six eggs at a time. <laughs> you know, I'm ready. You you do the obstacle course um, set to Dinga as you, as you jump in and out of little tiny cars and try not to get stuck in them. Yes. It's like tires, but the, the little cars that Bossa sits in. Okay. <laughs> well, anyway. To ra- then why also, P.S., why is this the end of Animals Run Amok Month? Because next week is our big episode number 200, oh. which, is, which is completely insane to say that out loud. Uh, and to celebrate... It is going to be the lavish awards ceremony. Oh wow. For the people's gays. I hope everybody voted. Voting is over. Yeah, that link's not there anymore. Guess what? You were late. That's right. So I hope you made your voice heard. 
I hope and so. you will hear the results next week so. it's gonna Vegas. be incredible we're, we're we just got fitted for our um well our formal look as well as our red carpet look mm-hmm. as well as our um interpretive dance outwear or attire yeah that's gonna be good it's gonna be real good. It's kind of it's it's a little. No, I don't want to spoil anything. But will it have Mum and Chance vibes? Absolutely. I'm gonna have oh. like six rolls of toilet paper on my head. <laughs> and I'm gonna just unravel them. <laughs> thank you, thank you so much for um, one suggesting that we do bank entirely on the mum and chance uh <laughs> aesthetic for the show because i really think that's one that everyone is going to be able to connect with <laughs> yes. especially the kids these days especially these kids the kids these days but honestly that's all i've ever wanted is a, <laughs> a mum and chance themed award show <laughs> where we do interpretive dance uh, the music of Philip Glass, the most experimental music of Philip Glass, is also heard playing throughout. Yeah. It's, it's really too bad it's a podcast and not a video. So, granted, <sighs> listeners will think there's just a lot of dead air. Yeah. But no, it's just, you have to close your, open your mind's eye. Yes. <laughs> as you close your regular eyes. Yes. Yeah, you need to astral project into this award ceremony. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And bring a roll of toilet paper. Yeah, maybe there'll be audience participation or maybe you'll just need it because you're <laughs> so excited about the winners of all of the categories. You're so moved. That's right. Anyway, but that's next week. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Episode 200. But we are still here in the now. Not yet raptured. Not yet ceremonied. Episode 199. Oh my God. Animals run amok. Made for TV. 1978. I mean, right there, you you know, that's when you start feeling a little rumbling <laughs> in places. Because <laughs> it's just all the keywords, right? <laughs> we are talking about a terror out of the sky. And you say, what? That could mean anything. That could be a heavy rain. It could be a tornado. It could be, you know, you hear those horror stories about airplanes and they open up the toilet or whatever they dump the toilet (gasps) it could be terror out of the sky could be so many things but this terror out of the sky it's bees it's bees this is a made for tv sequel to a theatrical film the savage bees did you know this going in because i didn't know this until like five minutes in when i was like am i missing something (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's it's i mean it starts off with flashbacks but it's all recreated because uh they changed the leading lady this this cast is not the same as the theatrical no because this time they said but imagine if genie was graced by none other than tova felcha yeah as genie Devereaux. Oh, be still my heart. That name, she sounds like she stepped straight out of Judith Krantz's scruples. Oh, wow. So, you know, I'm into it. She sounds like a Dynasty character or something, right? She really does. Jeannie Devereaux. She really does, and she has the diction to match. (laughs) Bee lady. She loves bees. (laughs) Kind of. She went through a traumatic experience, apparently, in the Savage Bees. 
And so she's experiencing a lot of um, BTSD. Um, you're turning the gun and the badge. <laughs> you're, we're putting, we're suspending you. She she has BTSD because what at the end of the Savage Bees, apparently she or someone that looked like her drove a Volkswagen covered in bees and then she like sweat a lot and like moved her head back and forth while she was like uh, 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 I'm, like sweating <laughs> she had to drive a Volkswagen Beetle onto a football field <laughs> and then she sat in the car yeah just and went, like uh, and now she's having nightmares about it yeah where she violently flops around in bed so it is definitely confusing but she uh, works at the National Bee Center. God, I love it. <laughs> I don't know. This movie is, well. It's a weird one. I'm going to say it right now. <laughs> yeah, there's not a lot that happens throughout the movie, but it definitely has some high points. Oh, yeah. And there's weirdness and there's vibes and character actors aplenty that I was still getting some good vibe out of it, I feel. It's just strange, and it never reaches the sheer heights of Ant's exclamation. No. I mean, this is the third Gerd and Trueblood written movie we're watching this month. We did Tarantulas, The Deadly Cargo. Ants and is a co-writer on Terror Out of the Sky. Yeah. And Ants is clearly his masterpiece. I mean, it really is. <laughs> so th- this is just... But this other cast that is... You mentioned Tova Feldsha. We've got Ephraim Zimbalist Jr., as David, he also works at the National Bee Center. Dan Haggerty, television's Grizzly Adams. I was wondering how you'd feel about him. <laughs> could you hear the... I could hear it. Me flopping around in bed as I had <laughs> sweaty dreams. <laughs> Covered in bees in a Volkswagen with Grizzly Adams. I've never seen Grizzly Adams. I have only heard Grizzly Adams thrown around as a descriptive term used in reference to the television series and movie of the same name. And so I always just thought, you know, Grizzly Adams, you know, people say that's a wild mountain man with big beard and stuff. And then this happened to me. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm, listen, I'm still engaged to Robert Foxworth. But much like Sonia Morgan, I'm balancing between Frenchie and Rocco. So it's I, 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 I go on the really nice dates with Robert Foxworth, but Dan Haggerty has now suddenly moved into my house. <laughs> well, well. Yeah, and Jason's fine with it, too. <laughs> okay. That man! What? I just said, why is he... Is Grizzly Adams, like, this sensitive? Yeah, he's, like, friends with a bear. I didn't know any of this. I thought Grizzly Adams was just, like, a dude that, like, chainsawed trees and was, like, macho. But this guy is, like, hot (laughs) and big and made entirely out of denim and fur. And he, like, uh, is very sensitive and emotional. And he smiles excitedly all the time when he doesn't look really sad. And it just did did that for me. So that's, that's your answer. Nobody beats the Grizz. <laughs> I love him. Wow. I said, who is this sensitive pilot, airplane pilot boyfriend of Tova Feldsha 
And why is she even fucking around with her former professor slash now boss? <laughs> I know. It's it's the world's most tepid love triangle in this movie. It's so weird. Where Ephraim Zimbalist Jr., who's like 70, shoots his shot with, you know, 20-something Tova Feltsha, who is dating but has a troubled relationship with Nick. Yeah. Grizzly Adams, Dan Haggerty. The sensitive pilot. Yeah. The sensitive airplane pilot because he wants to go on vacations and she has work and all of, you know, those kind of relationship issues. And so I guess it's supposed to be a love triangle, triangle, but, you know. It's just so weird because, like, he's hot and <laughs> sensitive and very supportive. And the other guy's like, we need to drop you into the middle of the bees. <laughs> and also, I'm your boss. It's so uncomfortable. And then, as Jason put it, like, Grizzly Adams is literally just a fucking, a human golden retriever who's just, like, smiling and offering support. Yeah. And with a a carpeted face. (laughs) It's so strange. So, I I mean, I don't know. The first movie, The Bees, some South American whatever, Queen Bee came up and all the bees get mad. (laughs) And they thought they solved the problem, but they didn't. The end! You So you haven't seen The Savage Bees. I have not seen The Savage Bees. I've seen a lot of bee movies. Well, but you save your love for The Swarm. I love The Swarm. I love The Bees. There we go. You know, there's a lot of good bee movies out there. Yeah. I will say. But I have not seen The Savage Bees. Okay. Now I don't know that I need to. It seems like... We know what happens. (laughs) (laughs) Now the ending has been spoiled. Yeah. Uh, So apparently they didn't wipe them all out and they're worried about it. And the vast majority of this movie is about the people from the bee center tracking down shipments of bees. Because they send out bees to farmers with queens in them so that to help with the pollination and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. To keep America going. You get some bee facts, right? Did you notice that B-Fact Man in this movie, who gets killed, was Ant-Fact Man in Ants? Oh my god, it was him, huh? That didn't dawn on me until just now. Look at how much I was paying attention to Grizzly Adams. (laughs) Yeah, you were distracted. That's okay. (laughs) So they have to track down all these shipments and find all the bees. Can they do this? Sure. It's a movie and you know they're gonna win. But it is a lot of it is Grizzly Adams and Tova Feldsha and Ephraim Zimbalist Jr. going from place to place looking for boxes of bees. It's like a it's like it's like when you get to the bottom of the barrel when you've you've already become the head of the Mages Guild and the you know, the CEO of the Thieves Guild or whatever. And you just have like the same repetitive mission left over where it's like go he in Skyrim, it's like go here and deliver this message to this person. And then they say, No, go over here and deliver that back to this person. No, go over here and that's the <laughs> the first three fourths of this movie. Meanwhile, it, it does have some again, character actors uh coming out of everywhere. Because you've got your government stooges. Played by, one of them is played by Philip Baker Hall, who I love. Who is a baby in, well, closer to a baby. Yeah, and his eyes are still the same. I I was like, wow, Philip Baker Hall. I (laughs) I love him. People, he's in a lot of P.T. Anderson movies. Yeah. Um, You may know him as the library cop on Seinfeld. Yep. Love him. He's classique. He's a classique. And uh, his government stooge partner is Joey Tata, or Joey Tata. 
one Mr. Nat from Beverly Hills 90210, oh. the dude who ran the Peach Pit. Oh. He's a real baby in this. And I said, huh, look at him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> People were younger once. <laughs> yeah, isn't that strange that he was younger 40, 50 years ago? Oh, okay. I see how it is. <laughs> Um, so eventually, uh, some of the bees get out, and they have to, uh, you know, control this bee issue. <laughs> <laughs> and once again, Tova Felcha is in a vehicle, this time a school bus full of Boy Scouts. <laughs> and honestly, the best part of this movie is where she honks a fucking horn for like 10 minutes straight. Instead of just holding down on the horn... Oh my god. She just keeps going. I muted the TV. When it wasn't stopping, I had to mute it. Because it's 400 hours of just her honking this horn while Boy Scouts sweat. (laughs) One of the Boy Scouts, however, the nice Boy Scout, who you know that Telva Felcha is like going to be his first love. Yep. Because she's all about intergenerational romances in this film. Oh, God. Uh, he's played by Ike Eisenman. Excuse me, which mountain? One degree from Kim Richards, people. That's right. Which mountain and Devil Dog the Hound from Hell, they also played siblings. My God. Because Hollywood knew that they had gold with those two. They were gold. That's right. <laughs> okay. So we've got him. So she's trapped in a bus. Honking a horn. <laughs> the bus is covered in bees. She's sweating again. It's like, oh no, how's she going to get out of this? How's she going to get out of this? <laughs> well, I'll tell you how. Ephraim Zimbalist Jr. is going to put on a bee suit, spray himself with pheromones, be lifted by, like, dangling from a helicopter. Myrna Loy vibes, right? I <laughs> yeah. said, Gurdon Trueblood, you have done it again, my yep. friend. He reached into his 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 bag of tricks and pulled back out a helicopter basket. He's dangling from a helicopter. <laughs> they fly him over. He stands on the bus. All the bees go on to him because of the pheromones. <laughs> and then they fly away with a bee-covered Ephraim Zimbalus Jr., <laughs> Hanging from a helicopter. They dump him into a disused army missile base where he's going to go in the tunnels and trap the bees there. It's so stupid. (laughs) (laughs) He's going to trap the bees in the tunnel and then leave. And you say, this just is doomed from the start. Like, how could this possibly work? We know where this is going. Yeah, this will take care of that tepid love triangle that yeah. you know that no one really cared about. Uh, so anyway, there there had been an earthquake, and so all of the exits are blocked, and he has inhaled too much bug spray, <laughs> and so he dies alone in the tunnel in his bee suit. <laughs> the end. While Grizzly Adams cries, <laughs> and we get that zoom out from the console room. I mean, 
mean, but meanwhile, there are also appearances by one Richard Hurd, H-E-R-D, as the army general or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you know, my heart was pitter-pattering. He has been in at least one episode of every television show that has ever been made since the beginning of time, but he is perhaps most famous for his role on television's V. Oh. He was a lizard alien. Oh, Stacy. So you know I love him. You know, I love Richard Hurd. And uh, also Charles Hallahan, who plays the umpire in the baseball game. Hmm. He's been in so much stuff. He was in the Twilight Zone movie. Oh. And I was like, which? I know he was in that, but which segment? And it was the John Landis segment. And then I said, oh, yeah, fuck John Landis. There we go. <laughs> I can't believe they actually released that segment. Like, why didn't they just take it out? After his sheer incompetence led to the death of three actors, including two children. Yes. If you didn't know, now you know. If you didn't know, beloved horror director John Landis is a piece of shit. <laughs> Who murders his actors with helicopter blades. Yeah, it was, it was, like, obviously it was an accident, but it was reckless stunt. And he went on trial for manslaughter afterwards, I believe, and uh, he was worried about his career. Like, yes, this happened, but what about my career? I've lost so much work because of this. Mm-hmm. <sighs> mm-hmm. Love so, John Landis. Love John Landis. <laughs> He's our favorite. <laughs> um, and so, like, that's kind of the movie. Right? That's it. Like, it's... I Look, it's not a good movie. No. However, do I wish I was planted in front of a television with a television tuned to CBS on December 26, 1978, so I could have seen this? Yes. Of course. We all do. That's what everyone is. <laughs> Unanimous across cultures. Don't you think? All over the world. We all wanted to be there. I think everybody would. Yes. I mean, I just, I don't know. There's some, like, you know, you figure 1978 people didn't, you just watched what was on TV and there were like five channels, right? Yeah. So I just, I don't know. There's something about. The idea of it being movie night (laughs) and you get to watch Terror Out of the Sky. Literally, you crack open a tab and you sit down and you turn on with the clicker or maybe dial the knob or whatever. And Tova Felcha is sweating in a Volkswagen covered in bees in the exclusive made-for-TV sequel to the hit two years prior (laughs) film, The Savage Bees. I mean, that's living, baby. This woman, the way she enunciates alone, that's worth the price of admission. And the the, the line, his mouth is full of bees. <laughs> that's the one line I wrote down. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. yes, it is full of bees. That's where the bee fact man gets stung to death and oh. then he has a mouth full of bees. And it's really kind of gross, especially from made for TV. R.I.P. bee fact man. He's all lumpy from all those things. It is kind of shocking that prosthetic thing. And was he still alive though? He was for a little while because you hear he him kind of like. <laughs> yeah, he so... died though. When they wheeled him out, the sheet was over. His yeah, face. yeah, yeah. That's gross. That's gross. Here's the thing: is like so, and Jason pointed this out too, and I agree. But it was um, it's interesting how like even Tentacles, you know, it's like it's just Jaws, but it's a beach in peril in tarantula is the deadly cargo it's a town in peril in 
uh, ants. It's a it's a Lakewood Manor in peril. And in this, you think like like because it's not tethered to a location, even though it's a giant swarm of one million bees or whatever, which also effectively fit on one person. Um, it's strange that by the time you know they're flying around, flying around, flying around, and then Grizzly Adams lands his plane next to a a baseball game that the military. It's like what the town military versus people playing baseball. It's so weird. And you're like, oh, okay, so it's going to be a baseball game in peril. But then it's not. Because then it just turns out... Because, like, as the bees start to attack the marching band, which I did love that. <laughs> Toba Felcha, they, they land the airplane. Toba Felcha runs off while the, the men are trying to, you know, reason with the townsfolk. Or the baseball folk. And she runs off and steals a, an entire squad of Boy Scouts, takes them into the forest where they're confronted with bees, and then flees into the school bus that we've since de- we've described. The bees descend on the marching band because she says, Oh, God, they hate sound! Or something. <laughs> yeah. The bees are attacking the marching band, and it's hilarious because they're using trumpets and stuff to fight the bees, but they're all screaming and falling over. She comes up with the brilliant idea of driving us insane by honking the horn for 27 years and then the focus is just the bees on the school bus and that is the primary act of the movie is just a school bus covered in bees this is not a town in peril it's not even a baseball game it's just a school bus with 10 boy scouts and tova felcha (laughs) in peril Garrett Trueblood loves to uh, get people stuck somewhere with a bug menace. <laughs> and you say, how are they going to get out of here? Yeah. And it's like, you can airlift Myrna Loy out, or you can airlift Ephraim Zimbalist Jr. in. But clearly, <laughs> airlifting is, is the key. Oh. Yeah, it's really weird, and I am dubious that any of this would work. Uh, I don't feel that Ephraim Zimbalist Jr. got all the bees. You know what I mean? Like, come on now. Well, it's hilarious because when they show him being lifted off of the school bus after the the pheromoning has happened, he's being airlifted away, and he's like, you know, he's relatively covered in bees, but then you still see the view from inside the school bus, and it's still covered in bees, and then the next shot, no bees anywhere. <laughs> And he is just a mass of bees. (laughs) This is the problem with bees in movies, is that it's like, they fly. You know what I mean? Like, tarantulas, you figure, okay, maybe they could confine them. The ants, like, I guess the fire moat could work. Yeah. I mean, we know these things aren't going to work. But the bees can go anywhere, in all directions. So this is the problem that these movies have is like it's automatically basically at least a continental threat, if not a worldwide threat. The the swarm, they had to blow up the fucking Gulf of Mexico. (laughs) Yeah. So how do you do this in a made for TV movie with zero budget and, you know, no special effects? The answer is you just don't. (laughs) A school bus, a helicopter and one guy in a beekeeper suit. Yeah, you you make it seem like it's a localized problem. Yeah. Even while the characters are like, this is a global threat, this is a global threat, when it comes down to it, they have to make it a localized problem so they can take care of it. Well, because there was a pond nearby the baseball game. That's why. Yeah, how are we going to find the bees? Well, they'll go to water. 
It's like, there's a lot of water in the country, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think that's just uh, an issue with bees in general. Mm-hmm. One, well, one, uh, the flip side issue with bees is bees are adorable. They're so cute. I was curious if your bug thing extends to bees or how that works for you. I don't want them on me. Oh, same. Uh, but I think they're very cute, especially bumblebees. Oh, bumblebees are the sweetest creatures on the planet. So there was that. Um, what else happened? There was a. Uh, they did it. My other issue with this film is they didn't kill a child. I know, but they killed a dog. Exactly. But and then it was like the most tragic dog death because little <laughs> really blood. right, like little boy is like running. You know, his dog is running towards the school bus, barking, and little boy is running after him. Grizzly Adams picks up the boy, and I pretend I'm him. And then, <laughs> and then, and then the the dog is just like buff, buff, or 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 and sad and then next thing dead covered in bees <laughs> and also flat but then yeah. they they cut back and i realized this is actually a spectacular dog actor because did you see that dog just like breathe sitting there breathing and playing dead while covered in bees and i'm like how did they do that it was so cute that dog he was so cute and i loved it like he ran up and then the bees were there and he jumped up in the air to get a bee. <laughs> and thankfully, like, all of the dog trauma was off screen. So you're just watching everybody wince as you hear, arr, 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 yeah. arr, while you know the dog's getting stung a million times yeah. off screen. While Grizzly Adams does not shield the kid's eyes. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, they did have that. Not a lot of deaths. Uh, I mean, like, the people who died are people we don't know. Yeah, mostly. but it's like three people died. And it, but she told me last time, Tova Felcha said last time the bees attacked, you know, it was this massive outbreak of bees. Seven people died. I, this is one of those movies where I love all of the pieces of it. I don't know that it came together in a very satisfying whole. No. <laughs> no. Uh... So I don't know. So it's just, there's a lot of drama in this movie that isn't engaging. Yeah, it's slow. There aren't big set pieces except for a bus. Right. <laughs> yeah, which is, like you said, it's just Boy Scouts sweating. Yeah. And it's weird. She's like, take off your clothes and cover the vents. And it's just yeah. uncomfortable and weird. Yeah. <laughs> Ike Eisenman's like, gee, lady, I loved you. <laughs> it's just yeah. weird. It's no Tentacles. I'll give it that. Also, I don't like the title. I have to argue this really quickly. Terror Out of the Skies. It's too many syllables. It should be Terror from the Sky. Terror Out of the Sky is too, it's too, I'm like, no, but how did it, how was an announcer supposed to say that in the commercial? That's my complaint. It's a good complaint. Thank you. <laughs> but that's the end of Animals Run Amok Month. We've done it. It's over. It's over. Well, and that leaves you all listening, guessing what will the next Gaylords Month be? Because, you know, we have the Gaties next, but what's after that? I don't know. We don't know yet. I guess that leaves us guessing, too. (laughs) Yeah, we don't know yet either. Uh -uh. Oh, dear. Stacy, Mm -hmm? with all of this said, are you ready to helicopter your way all the way up (laughs) to the top of the Great Value Pyramid? You know, you asked me this last week, and I said yes. Uh Uh-huh. And so that is how I will answer this week as well. Yes.
Great Value Pyramid is our game show here on Gaylords of Darkness, where we craft six categories. Uh, the the person issue, the person giving the clues, the clue giver, lists off phrases, um, movie titles, anything to help the other person guess the six categories in one minute. If you guess within one minute, or you have time remaining, then you have won. And perhaps if your time remains, that carries over to the next player. Uh, if you don't make it in 60 seconds, then you get your head chopped off by our non-binary executioner, the heads they. Sad for you. We've been sucking lately. Today's our day. Today's the day? Okay. Today's the day. Today is the day that the, the dust cloud of ant glory blows all over us. Oh, okay. And like the teenagers and ants, we go, wow! And we win. <laughs> we ascend to our highest forms. It would be nice to end the month with a win. Yeah, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. All nice. right. I'm going to have confidence on both sides of the pyramid. Hell yeah! Both sides of the pyramid. The the two genders. Just the, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I believe that I um, answered first last time. Oh, that means I answer first this time. Yeah. Are you feeling it? Are you vibing? I'm gonna vibe. Are I'm gonna vibe this time. Buzzing? Mm -hmm. Fine. <laughs> okay. So... If you're ready, then we are going to begin your trip up the pyramid in three, two, one. Uh, okay, uh, uh, curtains, ants, no, not curtains, ants, pieces, a Day of the Animal. I, I love the Day George movies. Yes, okay, Stage Fright, uh, Sweeney Todd, um, Repo, the genetic opera. Horror musicals. Yes, okay. Um, horror musicals. Uh, Scream 3, uh, The Eye remake, um... Um, fuck. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah, sure, she was, she was a baker girl. Thanks, sure. Clary Starling says. Yes! Okay, uh, um, Dracula, um, Lestat, um. Vampires? Yes! Okay, uh, oh gosh, I was just, I was trying to drive back from the conference, and, and I, Evan, this is just unacceptable! This is unac- it's not okay! I was, I was driving back from the conference. Oh, thanks to uh, Colleen Camp says in Knock Knock. Yes, okay, so uh, Scream 3, um, The Eye Remake. Um, uh, Movies with Jessica Alba. Oh, no, you were so close. Is she in Scream 3? No, but Parker Posey is. She's in The Eye Remake? Oh, yeah, okay. She plays her sister. I see. I wrote horror movies with Parker Posey, and I realized as I said the clues that I don't know any of them except for Scream Three and Blade the Trinity. Blade Trinity. God damn it! Well, that's okay. Well, just like last time, you were right on the precipice of glory. <laughs> okay. If I said Blade Trinity, you would have got it. I might have. I fucked. I, I forgot she was in the other two. I haven't seen either of them in ages well scream three we saw for so that's not an excuse but i was in my mind i was thinking of scream two but you also don't have a scream brain i you don't know. have a scream brain at all and i was thinking of scream two i was surprised colin colin camp took you a minute uh, well i mean <laughs> are you really surprised oh god i'm surprised i got it at all <laughs> It didn't sound like anybody in particular. <laughs> it helped 
that I forgot everything she said in that monologue. <laughs> I don't know how I got it. That was well, good job. That I'm was a true. You must have sent a brainwave or something. Because I did. Yeah, I went. Okay, well, I'm dead. Once again, like within one second, I think you could have got it. So that was a very noble effort. Well, I forgot she was in the eye. That didn't register with me at all. Who the fuck ever saw the eye remake anyway? Yeah. Good boy. Yeah. All right. Well, it's your turn. Ooh. Let's see how you do, Anthony. Oh, no. All right. Are you ready? Uh, yeah, sure. Okay. In three, two, one, now. Um, uh, whatever happened to Baby Jane? Uh, Straight Jacket. Uh, Grand Dame Guignol Films. Uh, Trog. Um, uh, films with Joan Crawford? Yes, no. ding, ding, yes, ding. yes. Um, uh, oh, you were making love while that young boy drowned. Things with his he says. Yes, ding, ding. Um, uh, oh, a lady painter. Dale's mom. Characters and don't go in the woods alone. Yep. Um, uh, the one who gets boiled in the hot tub. The one who gets stabbed with a scalpel. Nurse, de- one... uh, nurses in Halloween. Yeah, too. yeah. Ways nurses die. Um, uh, Friday the 13th Part 3. Amityville 3. Um, 3D sequels. Yeah, yep. Uh, uh, oh, uh, Triangle, Death Ship, Ghost Ship. Uh, uh, movies at sea, horror movies at sea. Yeah, ding ding! What? Well, on boats. Same thing. <laughs> That's implied. Yeah, what else is gonna be on the sea? It's just they're, the, well, if all the characters are Christ. And they're just standing, talking. <laughs> in my brain, you said boats. So, you won. And you had, like, five seconds left. Really? Yeah. I won- Did I really win? You- <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, uh, at sea, a boat. Really? It's- I- Yes. I get a candy necklace? Yeah. <laughs> sure, if you want one. Oh, my God. It's kind of weird when we win. It feels, there's a, something a little... It's kind of, it's kind of weird. It's kind of... It feels weird, It's kind of right? anticlimactic. Doesn't it feel, or it's, I think it's because I'm so amped up. And then it's like, well, you did it. Yeah, and then it's like, <laughs> okay, yeah, you, you won. See, if only we had a soundboard that went... <laughs> then I would feel rewarded. No, I'm just in a state of um, bewilderment because I can't believe I got them. Those were fun. Good job. Good clues. Very good clues. There was time left on the Why clock. Were you were so confused by Joan Crawford horror movies. I was. Well, I, I just, I was only thinking Grand Dame Guignol and I haven't seen Trog. So I just assumed. What else could I have said? What's that? Circus of Blood? What's that? I don't know. Listen, Straight Jacket's real good. Yeah, it is. I've been wanting to watch that, actually. I love that movie so much. I've been wanting to watch I've watched... I watched um, Whatever Happened to Baby Jane, and it was actually for an upcoming episode of Evolution of Horror, which I, we're both doing episodes on this upcoming home invasion season. And I said, this movie's really long. <laughs> and then I said, I want to watch Straight Jacket. Well, what a pissy little baby. <laughs> <laughs> new merch.
so good. <laughs> I love Whatever Happened, Baby Jane. I think it's brilliant. It's incredible. The performances are spectacular. It's a great movie. It, I just, I didn't remember it being that long. <laughs> it's, and then it made me remember, listen, Joan Crawford also made Straight Jacket. It's fucking wicked. It's so well done. Straight Jacket's one of my, listen, last time I did Shocktober for Final Girl, Straight Jacket's in my top 10, baby. I love Straight Jacket and I feel like it's one of my favorite performances from her. It's one that's one of your faves. Yeah, I love of that. Of all movie. movies. Mm-hmm. It's real good. I also, I mean, does anything is anything cooler than that opening sequence? I know. Ugh. You've got a young George Kennedy in I believe it is his first movie. What? Um Yeah, and you've got Diane Baker. Yeah. And she's real hot and you're like, Senator Martin. <laughs> God, that's smart. She's young and hot. <laughs> that's if you're me. Yeah, and then they take you back to Baltimore. <laughs> yeah, and she's like, get this thing back to Baltimore. <laughs> like, well, I deserve that. I I lost my mind. You said this a little while. You told me this a while ago that she was Diane Baker, and I lost my mind because I did not realize that. I never put that together. Yeah. See, I have to rewatch it just so I can see Senator, Senator Ruth Martin all over again. It's so good. If you guys, if you have not seen Straight Jacket, do yourself a fucking favor and watch Straight Jacket, okay? Oh yeah, it's great. Oh yeah, it's real good. It's do great. you think Joan Crawford was really that? Like, do you think that's real? Do you think Mommy Dearest is real? Um, uh, maybe. Is maybe it not as over the main? top as yeah, as portrayed, but. Yeah, I mean, she had a lot of issues. She so. had a lot of issues. I don't know. I just had, I don't know. I, I was reading up and thinking about the rivalry or the feud, as Ryan Murphy calls it, uh, with Baby Jane. I was like, it just seemed like they were both shitty to each other. Oh, all those women were all shitty to each other. There's yeah. A, there's a great, um, uh, there are, if you go on YouTube, you can find, God, what is the reporter's name? A gossip reporter who was friends with both Joan Crawford and Barbara Stanwyck, and she recorded phone calls with both of them. <gasps> some phone calls together and some, like, with one or the other, and they just talk shit about each other. <laughs> like, it's so oh. good. Oh, I love it. Yeah, it's real good. So all oh, those women were it. were frenemies, I guess. You know what I mean? Well, and they had been conditioned into that and pitted against each other. and Oh, yeah. And, and they were all... one role battling for one role all kind of as they started to get older and you know didn't have as many roles offered and they were all so fucking talented and so good yeah we only have room for one 40 year old crone in this film (laughs) yeah yeah so i mean of course it's going to become a competition but yeah all of those women are just so incredible to me and just whatever they did i just love that they all put in the like they all worked their fucking asses off like joan crawford came from such poverty like such profound poverty and it instilled a work ethic in her because she was never going to go back mm-hmm. you know and so they just would take all of these roles that were i mean she's better than trog you know what i mean yeah, <laughs> but it's still... yes but because she's joan crawford and because she's got a work ethic and everything they still show up and turn in these incredible performances in maybe it's just total trash yeah it's uh, i love it 
we watched the last Betty Davis movie uh, a couple years ago, Jason and I, and it's 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 it's, it's kind of like a, a evil mother-in-law sort of film. I can't remember what it's called, but it she's just basically just oh like, yeah, witch something yeah that yeah witch demon mom or something yeah. Like. And it's just terrible, but you get, like, just the most over-the-top Bugs Bunny diva performance from Betty Davis. And it's, yeah. like, literally, until until the very end, she was smoking and wearing a beret and being a fucking badass. Oh, I think she had already been dead for ten years when she made that movie. And yeah. just, <laughs> nobody had told her. Yeah. So she just showed up on set, you know. She just willed <laughs> herself to survive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I mean, look at her and like, I mean, we did burnt offerings. You know what I mean? It's just like, Olivia de Havilland's another one. Like, any woman who made the Grand Dame Guignol movies, I live for them. Yeah, they're just incredible. Just incredible. And we don't, we don't make them like that these days. We really don't. And I know that's something we say all the time on this show, but we only say it all the time because it's fucking true. Get <laughs> like, off our lawn! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, I think you need young blood, and there are some terrific young actors and everything, but it's just like, the way a 25-year-old carries herself now is very different than the way a 25-year-old carried herself in 1940. Yes. You know, it's crazy to look back and you're like, oh, wait. Lauren Bacall was like 19 in the big sleep or whatever. Yeah. You know, it was just a different time and we all mature differently now and mm-hmm. youth extends much longer into our lifespans and all of yeah. this. But boy, what a time that was. Just amazing. Yeah. So watch, watch those movies. Yeah. I mean, do, like I said, do yourself a favor. Give yourself a treat. You've got some, uh, cinema history waiting for you hell yeah maybe we'll do grand dame guignol month oh listen i would love that because i've only seen like three of them mm. and i i i'm overdue oh yeah just putting that out there yeah some of them aren't great but the women that are in them are always great absolutely so that's all i need but anyway that won't be next week because next week, like we've said 150 times on this episode alone, is the People's Gaze. Oh, all will be revealed. Through the art of toilet paper. Moment <laughs> 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 chance. Uh, you'll find out the winners in all those categories. Yeah, I'm really excited. It'll be fun. I can't wait. So, until then, uh, GaylordsOfDarkness.com. You can find out, you know, it's got our social medias and old episodes and all of this. Leave us a, drop some stars or a review or something in places, whatever. Oh, it's so nice. Recommend us if you like. That's so, I love, I love every now and then I forget that iTunes has a review system. And then when I click our show to see, you know you know what that we're there that we exist in fact and i see the nice star rating and i see nice reviews people leave and sometimes they write things about us and i feel it's very kind it's very nice yeah thank you to people who do that thank you to subscribers um thank you to people who i don't know listen (laughs) yeah yeah well next week see you then okay Wow.
Wow, for a haunted tome made out of skin, it's so loosely structured, yet informative. I know, right? Uh, is it over? It's glowing and spinning on its own, so I'm gonna guess yes. Ah, oh, oh my god! god. Oh, oh my god. god! Tune in next time for more Gaylords of Darkness! Ha, 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 ha.